Welcome to the podcast of School Beyond Limitations. In this podcast, you will learn how to guide your child through their school life with intention to help them find their unique essence that will allow your daughter, your son to live a fulfilled and meaningful life. Hello everyone, I'm delighted to welcome you to another interview, yet another interview with our wonderful student Carl, uh, who is always happy to share his experiences at School Beyond Education. Is that true, Carl? Yeah, of course. I love it. Why? Why is that? Tell me. Because it's such fun telling people how good it is. What is so good? I mean, it makes me feel happy, of course, if you say how good it is. So what do you think is so good at SPL? Of course, the freedom, the happiness and the joy that always brings you to life. It's not like normal school where you're a bit bored because you always get, oh, now we're doing math again. And then at SPL, it's like, oh, yeah, math. I remember. Let's do that. <laughs> and why do you think is that happening at SPL? Why is that different from an energetic point of view? Because SPL uses a different approach to how they teach. So the approach in normal schools is sit down, listen, and shut. So it's, it's not very productive if you give a child something that they don't really like. But because... When you have a normal school, the test or anything that you get as questions, they are organized and they're in the way of how they want you to learn. So they're, so they're from a different person. Maybe that different person who made that test learns differently. Maybe he can learn that he's good with that. But maybe these kids in the school in class A or B and C, they don't really know but they don't really like this way of teaching. So what SVL basically does is they adapt to how they can teach the children. It's more productive if you teach a child something they'll like in a way. So maybe you'll make math easier in the way that you have a cake and you say, what if I eat one slice? So it's, that's, let's say the cake has eight slices I think kids like cake, I think, and then, or cookies, you have eight cookies, you eat one, what is the answer, and they say seven, so that's very easy, and that's what makes SBL such a special place. And you also said before, Carl, thank you for this example, you said it's a happy place. Yes. What does it make a happy place, according to you? Well, of course, the social interaction and that the classes are not too big. So the classes are between the eight students, mostly a bit more. Eight students. My class is eight. So there's a lot. If you go into that class for a period, you will get to know the person so quickly because SBL encourages like you know, and SBL encourages that you meet new people, you talk to them, you have fun, and then you have all these jokes floating around, which make the learning experience round much better. 
Well, you were talking about there are only eight students. And in fact, you're right. We don't have uh, more than eight students in any of the classes because we believe in the small size. And you, you also mentioned about the social aspect. How can that happen if we are only uh, or mainly, not only, because there's also, you know, some other bits which we will talk about later. But how is it possible to actually um, live up to the social aspect if you are only online? Can you talk about that a little bit? Yes. So the online talk may shock some people because they think, but, but won't the kids uh, don't see each other and they're only on the computer? Well, it's a bit different than that. Yes, they are on the computer, but there are lots of there are lots of things that require or encourage social interaction, not to speak of the residentials that come later. So basically, if if teacher A says SBL style, okay, let's we have this problem. So problem A, and let's find a solution to that. And he makes some breakout rooms. If you don't know Zoom, uh, Zoom basically has these breakout rooms that you can put people in. So it's like a different meeting where only two people meet uh, or more. And they put basically, if you have eight, maybe you could put two, two, two people in breakout rooms and then they discuss together. So person A discusses with person C and they discuss about what what the best way to solve the problem is and then they find the answer and if you don't find that it's not it's not bad it's not like you're a failure <laughs> it's 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 actually good and they then you can understand it a bit clearer or if you make an error it's not like oh failure that's an f but more like oh i made an error let's see how i can fix it and how i can get around it so i get the right answer that's a bit better. So yeah, that's why is that better in your view? I mean, uh, as you just rightly mentioned, right? Yeah. Failure. We look at failure completely differently from, you know, traditional schooling. So yeah, exactly. Make it better. What do you think does make it better? So I actually was at a traditional school for eight, six weeks. I didn't really remember really correctly what I got wrong and what I got right, but it wasn't really something that was like completely traditional, but it was a bit leaning towards the other SBL side, but only a bit. It wasn't, it was still a school. You can, you can tell, you, you can tell, but the way that SBL teaches the kids about failure is a better because at normal schools, if you teach a kid, well, you made an error, Jamie, you're bad. And they'll think that, oh, no, I'm bad. I made an error. And when they make an error again, they'll think, oh, I failed. And that's not how it works. A failure is not really a failure how you would describe it, but it's more like an accomplishment to see, oh, that's not quite right. That's right. 
Excellent. So actually, you are looking and we are looking at what did not work out and how yes. differently could and, we approach it in, in and not just uh, not just oh failure f yes yes and yeah. it's co-creating right it's co-creating with your peers and with your teachers so how would you define that are uh, the students seen as 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 people who have to be kind of uh, filled with stuff or are the students seen as creators of knowledge and you know of of learning together how would how would you define that well probably more like these individuals and everybody is different at a normal school there it's like a robot factory everybody is teach the same way even though maybe Ferdinand likes, um, he wants to create an art piece and Ben wants to learn maths and now they only learn maths, but Ferdinand is not really happy because he wanted to create a big art piece and now he has to do stupid maths, two plus two. <laughs> and uh, at SBL, it's basically everyone is different. Everybody has his own things they want to keep and they want to do. It's a thing called iTime where you can do what you want. It's a project time. So maybe if Ferdinand and Ben were in SPL, Ben would be, well, I want to learn math. And, and Derek goes, a teacher of mine, Derek goes, uh, yeah, okay, uh, learn our maths. Here's a quick, quick, cool math side that you can do. And Ferdinand is like, well, I want to create a big art piece. And Derek is like, okay, here you go. Here's a brush and a canvas. Excellent. Uh, but how, uh, how, what does happen if somebody doesn't want to do any math? Is math completely neglected? Or are you saying, no, no, I mean, we are still having our daily habits and we are still looking into problem solving strategies and we are still learning everyone, even uh, even if, if uh, somebody, is it actually true that we say math is stupid or do we actually open this space and say to students, are you sure that math so that it's like a middle point it's more like a middle point where it's like so let's say uh jasmine goes oh well i don't want to do math that's that's no blech. that's like very very bad and then kiki goes like okay let's see so let's see you really actually don't want to do math because let's see kiki is a big, big math teacher she's so I chose her and she goes like, let's see what you don't want to do and what you don't like. So the teacher basically tries to convince, well, not convince, but maybe tell Jasmine that maybe, well, let's look, maybe you don't want to do that. Scrap that. Let's do something different. And let's do it differently. Maybe, yeah, exactly. maybe just didn't. Uh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So Carl, tell tell us also a little bit more about your class, because you said it's only eight people there. And would you like to tell us first, how old are you? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I'm 11 years old, so not very old. And what and about actually, your peers? What about your peers? Well, actually, um, my peers are all over 14, I think. Yeah, all over 14 in my class Mars. So everybody is way older than me. 
but we still cooperate if I would be the same age. So that's not a problem. It's like really nice. How, how and sometimes it's really good to have older people because you can take their advice. And they may take your advice as well sometimes. Yes, exactly. Okay. My advice too. Yeah. What do you like about being in such a diverse group uh, with regards to the age level difference? Ah, uh, yeah. So being in such a diverse group is so cool because you have all these different personalities and things. So maybe there's a person, should I tell names or can I keep them? No, you keep the names. So, you can make up names, right? <laughs> so Lofi is like, I am very good at maths and I really like it. And then there's Tom and he says, well, I know how to cook. And then there's me and I know how to draw. And there's all these other people and these will help each other do things. So maybe, so maybe Bob comes to me and he says like, okay, look, I want to, I want to see how I can draw stuff. And I teach him and he's like, oh my God, thank you so much. Now I know better. <laughs> nice. And now I would like to uh, ask you, imagine that there are students out there who haven't joined uh, School Beyond Limitations yet, yeah? But who are interested in School Beyond Limitations. Would you say, Carl, very honestly, right? Would you say School Beyond Limitations is for everyone or not necessarily for everyone? What would you say? Well, I think it depends on how you want to look at it. So if you're like person A and you're like, oh, no, I want to follow the, the normal school system. That's not possible for me to join. Just let them. If they don't want, they don't want. But if person B says, well, this looks interesting. I don't really like the way they do that. So maybe it's better if I do this yeah if i go there and i'll ask so if there were uh, somebody listening and watching us now right uh, and they uh, they 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 would like to understand you know what is uh, the most exciting thing about school beyond limitations what would you say what is it for you I think it's the joy and the freedom when you have class and it's the day when you go into Monday and think, oh, school? No. And you're like, oh no, now I have to do school. And in like this nanosecond where you get into the class, it's like, oh wow, well, I changed my mind. <laughs> oh, how nice. We even had last week, remember, we had the Christmas celebration. <laughs> and we had people who were actually very sad because they said, I mean, oh, how can that happen? I will miss School Beyond Limitations so much over the holidays because we mm -hmm. are now on holidays, right? So is that happening quite often when School Beyond Limitations actually is really coming up to a holiday that you feel, oh, what shall I do with my time if there's no school? Does that happen to you as well, Carl? Um, I can only speak about my class and myself. Last time, yes, there was a lot of thinking about school and 
well, not the schoolwork, but the general school that you'll miss. And for me, it's like a bit hard to decide what I want to do on like these days. So it's Monday now and I have nothing to do. I have no school. I have just the meeting here. Of course, I, I'll go on the road trip again. But if, if, there, if there was no road trip, I would need to decide what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. so, so are you saying school beyond limitations has become part of yourself uh, of your probably. life yeah probably yeah <laughs> probably before we come to an end uh carl i think because you also mentioned the residential week before and the social yeah. aspect would you also like to say a little bit and tell people out there a little bit about your experience um, at the residential week, what the residential week is all about? And yeah, tell us a little bit about that. Of course, of course yeah, sure. Uh, the residential weeks, yeah. I think they're pretty fun uh, because it gives you an opportunity to go somewhere where you haven't gone and you wouldn't think about it, but you can always meet your people of your class. So a residential week goes like this. There's a newsletter and they'll be saying, well, there's new, we have this planner, this, we have this planner. I don't remember how many re residential weeks are in one year. Three, three. Three. So maybe the first will be we'll go to London and you're saying, okay, let's go to London. So the school will be there and depending on how many people want to sign up. So it's not that you have to go, but you, it's like a sign up. So you sign up for, for the, for the residential week. And then you go there, flight, boat, car, anywhere. Um, and then in London, they, there will be an, a housing for everybody that joined. So then there will be meals and everything. And then throughout the days, I think five days, so it's a week, without the weekend. And you'll do, it's basically a school week, but with real life. Mm -hmm. in like you have to touch and everything like that <laughs> and you go on these these cool adventures that you might find around the London so maybe you'll go to the London Eye or eat something very British maybe an English breakfast or you'll visit somewhere else by train because because the UK has a good train network so you'd cut hop on in the train and you'll go somewhere interesting so yeah would you like to tell us a little bit about one residential week that you were on already because then you can uh, maybe uh, give a little bit more insight about maybe the one in Spain you know what did we yeah. do because we have a specific topic all the time right for an entire week so what was the topic in Spain so the topic in Spain was horse whistling I think whispering. is it called yes horse, yes horse whispering and it was a very fun week it was based around horses so there was a ranch and there were the Spanish horses that live up in the mountains mm -hmm. and we basically first we just looked at them so we just looked at the horses the second day we actually moved them and we took them into the state like the stables and the third day we cleaned them 
and the fourth day maybe some people would even go riding horseback riding on the horses yeah I didn't go but it was still very fun and um, there were these topics there were these daily habits around the days so there were assigned groups assigned groups of the students and there would be um four groups and four things you could do so maybe the first group was pool cleaning so you'd clean the pool there was a self-made pool which was really nice and i thought it was a really good accomplishment so you'd go there and uh you set up the things to clean and then the second was cleaning there was like a road going down which was really scenic and you'd clean that the third was feeding the horses and the fourth was i don't completely remember well it was the stalls yeah so you'd clean out the horses that made that they have fresh and fresh and everything like that exactly so we learned um so to speak, uh, communicate to communicate with the horses, right? Yes. And how to deal with horses. Excellent. Um, if you had to describe or use three words that describe School Beyond Limitations, which three words would you use? Hard question. Ah. <laughs> uh... Joy, freedom, and individuality. Oh, how nice. And if you had to choose three words to describe your facilitators? Joyful, happy, and caring. Wow. Wow, Carl, I'm so, so grateful for your words. I'm so grateful to see you being a happy young human being and uh, going in such a wonderful direction because you are a real SPL learner. And it's just a pleasure every time that I'm talking with you. And I can't wait to see you again at our next residential because our current residentials had had to be postponed twice, right? Due to the coronavirus situation, but we will do them still, right? We will do yes. them still. And our next one is uh, expected to happen in Rotterdam and I can't wait to see you there in person. So thank you, thank you, Carl. Is there one last thing that you would like to say before we just say goodbye to whomever is watching us? Let's see. Always think of the positive side of negative. Oh, <laughs> it's it, it is that something that you also learn at school beyond limitations? Yes, oh, always, always. Thank you so much, Carl, for your time in your during your holidays while you're on the road trip, and I wish you well. And everyone who has uh, watched this now, just get in touch with us if you think that you would like your child to be part of School Beyond Limitations as well. Uh, bye for now. Bye for now. At School Beyond Limitations, we support our students find their unique essence. Feel free to share the content of this podcast with other parents. 
We are here to show that your children can, indeed, bring their unique essence into life. So, reach out to us if you think that this is what you'd like your daughter, your son to experience, or apply through our website. Also, leave your comments, your questions, or your review about the podcast. Share it with others. And, as you know, sharing is caring.